This show is broadcasting live from the Podcast Detroit studios in Royal Oak, Michigan. For more information about this show or our network, please visit www.podcastdetroit.com. You're listening to a previously recorded episode of the Top Rope Review Show. Hello, this is the hardcore legend Mick Foley, and you are listening to the Top Rope Review. Yeah! Tonight, we are going to witness the most anticipated match in the history of professional wrestling. Let's get back to ringside. I cannot believe Hogan would scoop that ball. The flying elbow. Hogan's the leg. It's over. We have a new champion. Wrestling fans, are you WrestleMania 3 at the Silverdome in Pontiac, Michigan. You know that I'm the cream of the crop. Welcome to episode 38 of the Top Rope Review, Detroit's number one source for pro wrestling and the official podcast home of Michigan's longest-running independent wrestling promotion, XICW. We are a proud part of the Podcast Detroit Network and the Point of Interest Podcast Network, um, and we are broadcasting live from Detroit Sound Studios, or no, no, that is not where we broadcast, Podcast no. Detroit Studios Plus. 2.0 in Royal Oak, Michigan. Which is down the street, around the corner, and several blocks from Activate Gaming. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And um, we are, I'm your favorite podcast host, as always, Josh Schramm. I'm joined in studio with... Wookie Will here. My mother calls me son because I shine with one. User permission from my game zine. <laughs> I'm your dad's favorite podcast host. Because oh, it's Father's Day. <laughs> yes, it is. And last but certainly not least... Tab, your favorite Twitter valet. What are we drinking today, guys? Wheat beer from Falling Down. Still wheat beer. Yeah, no, they need to switch it up. I never Why? Wheat beer, is de- wheat beer is delicious. It is. I mean, it is, but. It just gets old after a while. Uh, well, we don't. Not everyone on, the, on this show <laughs> and on this network f- shares Will's terrible opinion, which no. we've pretty much established over the course of this show that Will's opinions are usually pretty terrible. Um, Garbage. So uh, you my, should, my, my Twitter followers disagree with all you guys. Um, porn bots do not. Their opinions <laughs> do not matter. That's really um, And so you can, if you go to Falling Down Beer Company in Warren, Michigan, and mention Podcast Detroit, you get one dollar off your first beer. Um, so before we jump into the show today, I want a, a couple announcements. We have XICW Best in Detroit 16, Saturday, July 9th at Imperial House. And we have XICW Proving Ground 4, Sunday, June 26th, so that's next weekend, at the Ritz in Warren. And speaking of which, um, you can't tell because this is audio media, but we have some other people in the studio. Um we have the one and only Johnny Delicious, most infamous man in uh, pro wrestling. You can answer that. That's fine. <laughs> Just wanted to make sure. Uh, yeah, I'm finally here. It took you guys long enough to get me here. And uh, thank you, I, I guess. Some scheduling concerns I think we had. So, but yeah, scheduling he's finally, concerns, tires, he's finally out, here. Whatever things happen, yeah, so I guess. Some, life. 
some people don't life, take care of their life cars, revolves so. around other he's people, a very busy myself, man yeah. I, I don't expect you guys to understand that <laughs> i just don't understand though he's giant delicious but i tasted them once he wasn't that great that's weird i would object to that he is fantastic <laughs> so in that other voice you're hearing is johnny Dish- delicious's uh, legal counsel uh dc it Howe. is dc how i am a named partner and a managing partner at the law offices of Dewey, Cheatham, and Howe. We represent clients nationwide. Most notably, Johnny Delicious. And I would like to thank him on air publicly for, you know, getting me back into where I rightfully belong in XICW. It is my pleasure. It is my duty. It is my privilege. So can we talk about that? So, yeah, we, um, you know... it's obviously you've been back for a little while now. We're a little late on this scoop, but uh, oh, I mean, we did announce it when it happened. But now we finally got you in the studio to talk about it. How exactly um, did you get back into the game here in XICW? Wait, 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 wait. How do you want to do? Okay. Uh, legally. That's any elaboration <laughs> on that, or no? Not at this time. Okay. Well, you see, sounds like there's a lot of close I, was, I, I was illegally fired. We all okay. know this. There was a there was a court, and and there was a guy that called himself a judge just because he was wearing a bathrobe, and honestly, it smelled like weed. So I don't think he was a real judge. He was bald, and I don't even think he had a gavel. I've seen many of judges. He didn't have a gavel, and all of a sudden, I was I was guilty, guilty of what? Of being the best CEO of XICW ever, and then I was fired. So, of course, I went over to my man, Mr. Howe here of D.C., Dewey Cheatham and Howe, to see what we could do. And after long months of preparation and legalities, things that you guys probably don't understand out here in Royal Oak, we made sure – well, I know they don't understand in Warren either. But we, we finally found that, that thing. I was not an, a wrestler. I was not a wrestler. I was fired from wrestler's court. I was not a wrestler. And to finally be – Recognized as not being a wrestler, even though the numerous times that they forced me to be in that ring to beat Rhino, to beat DBA, to beat Paul Bowser. Finally, I have come back under the legal right ways. Thank you to my lawyer. Well, if I remember correctly, the you know the we were all very confused because uh, we were broadcasting live from that. Uh, XICW event where you were in wrestler's court and I think uh, to hear that there was a loophole to be found um, I don't su- think surprises anyone well, let me ask you this uh, wrestler's court correct that's what they called it yes Yes. <clears throat> am I a wrestler I wouldn't say you are did, did I did I have you know did I have tights on in the ring was I in there was I uh, was I in there was I balked oh okay I was balked up thanks to the genetic jackpot Joe Coleman at the time and his lovely partner uh, Mark Joka but you know I was forced to be in there I didn't want to be in there I didn't want to have to show Rhino what I'm all about I didn't want to show DBA what I was all about so those times being put into a wrestler's court. When I am not a wrestler, I am the. I was at the time the CEO of XICW. I am a manager extraordinaire of XICW. I've had the longest reigning XICW lightweight champion. I've had multiple time tag team champions, and I've even had a one time Midwest heavyweight champion. It's an impressive resume. But I have never won a belt because I am not a wrestler. I am a manager. And now you get to see that at Proving Grounds. So therefore, I am back. I would like to have the, the term loophole stricken from the record. Is it all possible? Or no? The, what we That's did official. with this contract wasn't 
find a loophole to get him back into court, into uh, the XICW. What we did was we righted a wrong. We have Mr. Delicious back at his proper position, the position he should always be at. And now I have Congo Kong, the biggest, baddest, most devastating man in professional wrestling, and he owns the XICW Proving Ground title. The first ever. Thank you to me. So how come the fans wanted you uh, to have a rematch? Listen. I'm right. going to object to that as well. You can answer that, but we're going – I want my – any conversation about that fans wanting a rematch, my objection is going to stand and be continuing. Okay. Because the fans don't know what they want. Johnny Delicious always told the fans what they wanted. And now the fans are telling them what they want? No. Johnny Delicious tells you what they want. So you you think that you're so you fashion yourself someone that is in touch with uh, what the fans want to see. I would never touch an XICW fan. Oh wait, maybe I have before. Just a few. As your attorney, I advise you <laughs> to stop right there, Johnny. Can we rewind and take that off there, please? It's live. Uh, that's so true. we. I'll see you next week. In we're, court. we're 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 gonna have to. <laughs> Um, we, we did send you guys the uh, proper contract agreement for this interview. We have yet to breach our contract. You're, you're, cro- you're, you're teetering on a line, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> well, don't cross the line. Did, <laughs> Will, did you, uh, did you write this contract? Because it's no, probably not. We had, the podcast, oh, yes, we, had the, we had the podcast Detroit PR firm send over a contract. It's all signed and good to go. Is that the one that was sent over in Cran? Yes. <laughs> Do you guys really think that we would have gotten him in studio without a proper contract? This man's a professional. He did bring his lawyer with him. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's that's your, you got me there. So uh, can you tell us a little bit more about this this match that we have coming up uh, with your client Congo Kong? Kong. All right, Congo Kong was brought into XICW Proving Ground by yours truly in the first ever Proving Ground tournament. First match, we beat, I don't even remember who we beat. Oh, Danny Shea. Balled out Danny Shea first round. Bye-bye, Danny Shea. I told you not to come back from Vegas. And then the second round, Tyson Dukes, the genetic cyborg from Canada. He's in the WWE Cruiser Corps or whatever thing they have going on. You don't see Congo Kong. Cruiserweight Classic, yeah. And what happened to him? He was laid one, two, three by Congo Kong. And then the old-timer... One of the mainstays in XICW back in the day and way back in the day where he should have stayed as well was Rick Matrix. Rick Matrix came out and he had this this mindset of doing things for the fans and the comeback. And then he stepped in the ring with Congo Kong. Biggest mistake he could have possibly made. He should have let Paul Bowser burn the house down because then he wouldn't have had a chance to step in the ring with Congo Kong. Now these fans. The fans... Want a rematch? We won. Why, why does he deserve a rematch? There's no rematch clause in his contract. He didn't lose any title. There should be no rematch. But the fans voted for it. This fan interaction is, is complete and utter bull. Because the only people that should be making championship matches are myself and my lawyer. But the fans, again, they don't know what they want. Isn't that the whole point of how Proving Ground works, though, is uh, the fans are kind of in charge? See, that, that's what everybody says. The fan Booker match. I mean, Paul Bowser and Jamie Cox. 
the fans want to see this? The fans want to see the man who almost destroyed XICW before I got the chance. And he did it in a slight fashion that I enjoyed, you know. But now he's going to destroy one of the most loved people in XICW, Jamie Cox. Sorry, XICW fans, but you set yourself up for that one. Well, how do you, so Mike, how do you feel about that as a the resident Jamie Foxx superfan? Of our show. Jamie Foxx? Or Jamie Foxx. <laughs> like, uh, you don't even know the talent that we have uh, at XICW. What? Well, Do you even know all, my name? Maybe he is also a Jamie Foxx fan. You don't know that. <laughs> he bla- he was blaming on, on the a- 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 alcohol earlier, the Parrot Bay. <laughs> so he is, he is actually a Jamie Foxx and a Jamie Cox fan. He probably enjoyed him as Electro, too, didn't he? I'm not a Jamie Foxx. Uh, 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 hey, don't, don't ruin what I'm saying here. <laughs> yeah. He just likes anyone with the name Jamie. That's how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to name all his kids Jamie. Normally I do too, but they're not wielding a kickstand between their legs either. So so how, if you don't think the fans should be the ones setting these matches, how do you think these matches should get set? We have a belt around our waist. Who do you think should set the match? We should be able to pick and choose who our opponents are. But can't you argue then if you if you're picking choosing your opponents, you're gonna only pick ones you know you'll beat? I, I think my client has anyone? asked and answered that question. <laughs> I would advise you to move on. Are, this you is to, are you trying to imply that we can't beat anybody in XICW? I'm trying to imply that you seem to be avoiding people in XICW. Who have we avoided? I've stepped in the ring with DBA. I've stepped in the ring with Rhino. I've stepped in the ring with Jamie Cox, the Scarbonis, Chris Hybrid, Orlando Christopher, whatever his name was at the time. I can stand in there against whoever I want, and I will come out as champion. But the fans should not have any say in who we step in there with because they are setting us up. Next thing you know, it's going to be a Falls Count Anywhere match or get your hands on Johnny Delicious match or a Steel Cage match. and It's, it's Asenheim, and you guys know it. Well, are you, are you champion lawyer. or is Congo Kong champion? I'm a little confused. You know, it, it, it's, it's semantics right there. Like, it doesn't really matter who. It's all about we are. And if it weren't for me, Congo Kong wouldn't have that title. I gave him that chance. So I am rightfully the Proving Ground champion. However, being that I am not a legal wrestler, the belt does have to go around the waist of a legal wrestler. Therefore, Congo Kong, legally, yes, I am air quoting, might be champion. Is this another loophole? Uh, Once again, objection. (laughs) I, I I will stop this interview right here. I mean, I'm... Hey. You're walking a line. You're walking a line. A, a, little, bit, a little bit more of a uh, serious question here. Does the belt actually fit around Congo Khan's waist? Coming from the front. I'm also going <laughs> to object to that. Uh, it, it is prejudicial in nature and seeks to elicit information that's not pertinent to this interview. You don't need to bully my client. So what are you planning on doing if you don't, if Congo Khan doesn't win this next uh, XSCW match? I don't plan for things like that. I plan for the next step. And after we defeat Rick Matrix again, I don't know, we might take some time off. Might, you know, go bask in the sun. I might take him back to his home country and let him go wander around the woods for a little while, the rainforest or wherever, whatever cave I found him in from before. You know, give him a little time to go bond with the animals, you know. He's recently lost one of his gorilla friends and, uh, you know, that was held in captivity. And, uh, you know, one of his little alligator friends is up for trial soon, too. So he might want to visit his friends in the wild. I don't know. 
but we might take some time off after this. So are you saying that you found him in uh, Florida Swamp? You know, it's all a matter of where I found him. And it just knows that it was in the wild and he has friends that I don't really like to, you know, establish myself with. It's not pertinent to this this discussion. Thank you. But we will probably be taking a vacation after after the defeat of Sick Rick Matrix. We will definitely be, you know, taking a little bit of time to ourselves. Okay. So on June 26th at the Ritz Bar in Warren, you know, uh, they're, they're actually comfortably uh, selling VIP seats now. So you can get there comfortably at XICWProvingGround.com and watch me and Congo Kong whoop the living daylights out of Sick Rick Matrix and put him out of commission. So you've been saying you're not a wrestler this whole time. But yet you keep going back to all these matches you've had. So doesn't that make you... Sort of a wrestler because I speaking just along those lines of these of this conversation we're having. Listen, sir, I I think I understand where you're going with this conversation and this question, and I don't appreciate it. I think we've made it abundantly clear that my client is not a contracted wrestler with XICW. He's also made it clear that any time he's been in the ring, it's been he's been coerced, forced. This was prior. To re- my retention as his advocate and attorney, I I, I, okay. I don't think yeah. we need to go there again. All right, we, this That's has fine. been asked That's and fine. answered. That's fine. So why don't we go back a little further and discuss? We we discussed the court case a bit, but why don't we discuss some of the reasons why the court case happened? I I, I think that this is inflammatory. Actually, actually uh, I got this, DC. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, let's let's talk about it. Who brought Matt Hardy to XICW? Who had the highest selling crowd in XICW? That's right. I did. Are, are you bragging about bringing Matt Hardy to XICW? <laughs> oh, I am. I am. I am. I was the CEO at the time. So this is this is what I'm being put. That, that alone wait, wait, right wait, there should have so, been reason. You, you got Matt Hardy, but you couldn't get the good Hardy brother. Ooh. Oh, 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 I'm. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sorry. Object to that. That's... I didn't find the one lane in the gutter at the time. <laughs> uh, I also brought XICW best in Detroit. We now run on Saturdays at one of the nicest event venues in the state of Michigan. That I do appreciate. The Imperial House <laughs> yeah, is a I'll beautiful place. I'll give you that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look at the names that I've brought in. And Matt Cross. Brought in Matt Cross. And, you know, granted, one of my longtime friends, Caleb Stills, did defeat him. Uh, it, it doesn't matter. But all the good that I've brought, I brought the fans, the, these lovely XICW fans that are putting me on trial. I brought them everybody that they wanted. After I left, what happened with the Wolves? Did the Wolves ever show up? No. Did the Young Bucks ever show up when they were supposed to? No. Everybody I ever booked for XICW showed up, and yet I was still put on trial. And I was still found guilty and lost my job. Tell me, where is that fair? The reason it's not fair is because I was put on wrestler's court. And once again... I am not a wrestler. I was the CEO of XICW. I mean, it looked like they were going to bring you back. They made you clean the ring that one time, and you know, I, I was in a like dark, dark time. All right, I, uh, sad. We thought we thought you were going to come back then, but uh, apparently not. You, you you did spend an awful lot of time trying to crash the XICW shells. Yeah, you were pulled out a couple times <laughs> by security guards. I'm going to object to the term crash. It's, uh, it implies that he was not welcome, wanted, or had. I did, paid. Did I paid my hard-earned money to get into those shows. Correct. 
I was also uh, charged triple what everybody else was charged on a charity event. I was charged $25, but everybody else could buy, bring five canned goods. I'm sure you have five canned goods in your backpack because you're probably going to get hungry. Yeah, I probably. <laughs> <laughs> and yet I had to pay 25 hard-earned dollars just to, to watch that shit show. I had to pay for the security guards address to take you out of there. <laughs> yeah. That's Twice that one night, maybe? I don't know. I don't remember. Uh, that there, That is completely uncalled for. And if I'm not that mistaken, is... that lawsuit is still pending, that they put their hands on a fan? Correct. It, it, it's scheduled to be litigated sometime later this year. I, we, we, we are not at liberty to discuss that any further. I'd, I'd like you to move on. So after you after you guys get your, your big W at the next um, XSW Proving Ground show, and you guys have your little break, go spend some time in the jungle. Allegedly, what is your what is what is your next move? Are you gonna be Are you gonna be showing up at the uh, at one of the best in Detroit shows eventually? Or are you just gonna keep working the the proving ground shows. My goal is to tear XICW down from the bottom. So I'm gonna start with the inception, which was actually my inception as CEO. So I will start at the bottom, and I will work my way back up to the top as I see needed. First comes Proving Ground. I will destroy everybody in Proving Ground. I've already won their title. The title's mine. What more is that company worth? Oh, wrestling with a vet? Like, that's not rigged. Look at who the two top earning point getters are. They're the Monroes. How fair is that? Movado and Dre Jacobs are a great tag team. Dre Jacobs is one of the best rookies I've ever seen come into XICW that no one knew about. And then you also have Xavier Walker and uh, Amazing Nate Madsen, a Hall of Famer. How are they not the top point getters? Because of the fans. That's how. The fans don't know what they're there for. They're just going for the guy that bribes them with weed, bribes them with some Long Island iced teas, that you know goes out there and slaps high fives with them, and Chris Sabin, a national TV star's cousin? Come on. Like, that's not rigged. Please. So wrestling with the vet means nothing to me. I have their championship. We will take that championship and destroy anybody that steps in our way in season one. And from there on, maybe we'll hit those Sunday shows at the Imperial House. Maybe we'll destroy everybody there. And then after that, I don't know, October is coming up. And October is my birthday month. We might celebrate in October and uh, tear the anniversary show apart. Allegedly. Interesting. (laughs) So we've talked about a lot about Proving Ground uh, for, and but the one thing we haven't touched on is um, where do you stand? I, I know um, we've talked a lot about people that you've been friends with or associated with in the past. Where do you stand in? The, wh- how do you feel about this grudge match between the Scarbonis and uh, Xavier Walker and Palma Cruz? Give us a moment. We'll have to discuss this. Hold on. Those of you at home can't see this. They are currently yeah, discussing. We're, we're, we're going to object to that line of questioning. My client uh, does not have a comment on it. His official comment is there is no comment. Um, I, I'd advise you that uh, this was not on the, the, the agreed-upon uh, question list. Uh, we, we will not be commenting on this. Fair enough. Interesting. Any comment on the Tyson Ducks uh, Aaron T.I. match? Once again, uh, there, there is no comment on that match. That that match uh, is, is does not involve any of Mister Delicious's clients, uh, and uh, but it does involve not. somebody I've already defeated. The, correct. Uh, they, which 
confounds and multiplies our objection to that question. Okay. Well, I was just bringing it up because we know that Tyson is going to be in the Cruiserweight Classic, so I just uh, figured we'd pick your brain. But if you don't want to talk about it, I mean... Good luck to him. You know, you know if, if Congo Kong was a Cruiserweight, he'd be in it too. And if they have a Heavyweight Classic, you know there's going to be a Heavyweight Classic with Congo Kong. He's already a champion, so he'll take it from there. I'm, I'm just amazed with you guys as, as uh, legally speak that you couldn't get Congo Khan into the Cruiserweight Classic. I object to the term legalese. I am using proper legal grammar and language. Terms of art. I am an officer of the court, sir. Yeah, what he said. Okay, good. No. <laughs> I'll tell you, though. You know, I, uh, let's talk about one of those other matches. Let's talk about that fan booker match again. Yeah. Fans. Fans. What was the first match that they, they booked? Uh, it, I'm pretty sure it was... I don't even know. But it was terrible. Oh, Zach Allen. Zach Allen and, and Jake something. No, Zach Allen and... Oh, yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> See, nobody remembers. What was the second one that they booked? Exactly. <laughs> so do the fans really know what they want? No, but I'll tell you, the fans are going to get something that they are very unexpected. Jamie Cox, I'm letting you know now, I've been in the ring with Paul Bowser forcefully. Was not supposed to be in that. And Paul Bowser is a force to be reckoned with. Granted, he's no Congo Kong. But Jamie Cox in that fan booker match, you're gonna be uh you're gonna have your hands full. What is it about the fans that leaves such a bad taste in your mouth? I'm I'm feeling a lot of hate towards the fans. Have you XICW ever seen the women at XICW? That's the bad taste in my mouth. <laughs> I'm, I was just trying to pick your brain. <laughs> It's got it's got to run deeper than that. So okay, uh, let's let's say I am a fan attending XSW, which obviously you aren't because show. you haven't been to a proving ground show yet. No comment. <laughs> um, as a fan sitting in, in the you know at the Reds uh, proving ground show, what should I be doing? I'm going to object to the form of the question. It's a hypothetical that is not yet uh, raised. Issues that may come up later in this interview at uh, or any uh, some other venue. I'm going to allow my client to answer, but no, he's doing so under protest. One thing that they can look out for is uh, your girlfriends, because it has been known that, you know, I have a certain charm that is brought to the women of XICW, regardless of, you know, who they're sitting next to, whether they're wearing basketball shorts or not. But it's all about being a well-dressed man and the things that they can do while they have a microphone in their hand and the things that they can do with their mouths. We speak wonders. And just know that everything that I say comes to fruition. Okay. So you like the ladies' mouths. Don't bring any ladies to the show. Is that what you're saying? I mean, you can bring them for me, but they're not going to leave with you. I mean, I go to the XICW shows, and uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't. You haven't left with them yet. Not yet. No. Nope. Keyword. Keyword. It's Look all out, about Josh. legalities. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for the. <laughs> for the just, backup. Just gotta keep it in the back of your mind. She might not go home with you that one night. Now, do you? Not too worried. Do you guys have a proper channel, maybe on? Twitter or Facebook that fans could reach out to you to show your support? I have my own Facebook page that is currently being ran by my social media crew. 
Uh, you can also find me on Facebook. Just look up John, or Twitter. Just look up Johnny Delicious. I'm on there. But if you really want to go anything Proving Ground and you want to know about Johnny Delicious, XICWProvingGround.com. That's the way to go. There is XICWDetroit.com, but that's not nearly anything that has to do with me yet. Give it till October. We'll see what happens. But XICWProvingGround.com and Facebook, you can find Johnny Delicious on there. My firm is on Facebook. You can look me up, DC Howe, on Facebook. If you wish counsel and advice. What kind of clients do you mainly look for? Do you have any podcasts? Winners. On your, uh... Yeah, I, uh, I do contribute to a, a podcast. Uh, I am a legal advisor to the Booking Pop Culture podcast. It is uh, also broadcast on these fine networks of uh, Detroit uh, Podcast Detroit. Uh, in, in terms of your question, uh, clients, I... I uh, view myself as a master of all aspects of law, whether you're looking for someone in the entertainment industry, such as Mr. Delicious, uh, the business industry, such as Mr. Delicious, or just in general civil litigation, such as Mr. Delicious. Or if your I, girlfriend needs a date for the night. I, that, that, that is also can be arranged. So about three I'm, – I'm currently seeking some legal counsel. About three months ago, I was at a small – Let's say independent entertainment show at a at the Ritz, and a gentleman in basketball shorts stole my girlfriend away for the night. Um, and I wish to pursue some wait, legal wait, wait, action wait. on him. Somebody in basketball shorts <laughs> stole your girlfriend. You didn't deserve her anyway. It, it, it's not his proudest moment. I, I, I would like to maybe try to pursue legal action against this said person. Is that something I could talk to you about? It is absolutely. But I can already tell you, you can't afford me. Who was your girlfriend three months ago? Did your mom come with you to the show? Or? I don't remember that. My mom is not my girlfriend. Like I said before, it was rough times for him. Did he look like Joe Dirt? <laughs> <laughs> All right, you want to like a short one? Yeah. All right. So we're gonna take a quick break, get a new, get a beer, and uh, we'll be right back with more. You're listening to a previously recorded episode of the Top Rope Review Show. Hello, it's the hardcore legend Mick Foley, and you are listening to the Top Rope Review. Yeah! So, we maybe should ease out a little bit of this uh, interview with, with Johnny Delicious. Um, we have kind of reached our negotiated time that's focused mainly on him. Yep. And so uh, something else is happening today in the slightly bigger company in XICW. Not by much. Um, it is the Money in the Bank pay-per-view. Yeah, and you uh, fine listeners might have noticed that uh, Jimmy McKnight is not here today. Um, but that is because he is actually currently in Las Vegas Covering the Money in the Bank pay-per-view for us. He's at the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. Yep. So. We miss him. We expect a full report when he gets back next oh, week. Oh, yeah. For sure. So so don't party too much, Jimmy, because we expect you to actually know what happened. Maybe week, some morning. Facebook Live videos of the craziness of the fans. So, real quick, though, um, since I have you guys here, SmackDown is currently searching for a new general manager for when they go live. Have you thought about taking your managerial skills elsewhere? Listen, 
We talked about crossing a line. This is definitely crossing a line. There's just no reason. I know, there, there's no reason to talk about that. Listen, I, I, I think we're done. We're done? I think we're done. I uh, think that's it. I've been advised by my lawyer at no, this time. No, we're not. We're, we, you have crossed a line. You, you, we went over this. We went over and over and over what we would talk about and what we would not talk about. We are not talking about this. It's over. It's, it's okay. It's okay. They didn't I'm, know. Fire, they, I'm they, fired up about they can't, it. They can't read the legalities. Come on. Let them. All right. At this time, you know, I can't really talk about my submission of application for a company. Actually, my uh, the headhunter that might have came through XICW at the Are you time. sure you want to talk? You're, you're, the prior okay. obligations might take place for a little while, but we do have up until around July, from what I understand, uh, after a couple more pay-per-views and a certain event that might be happening locally. So... We'll see what happens. Interesting. To the mystery. <laughs> yes. Um, but, I, yeah, I mean, so speaking of the uh, brand split, you see the rumor that they're looking to bring back some former talent to help fill the I, rosters? I want Mike to talk about this. I don't want to talk about this. You do, though. <laughs> you want me to? You can. You, yeah, I, want you to I want you to do your Peter Griffin Grand My Gears segment here with this. Uh. Then set me up. All right. So um, it was announced, I think Forbes announced that, uh, or Dave, it was a Dave Meltzer. So Dave Meltzer announced that Forbes was reporting something um, that WWE is reaching out to former stars um, f- to come on, come back to the company for the brand split. Um, and some of the names that were named. And were, surprise, surprise, one of the names was Kurt Angle. Like every pay per view. What rumor do we get? Kurt Angle's in the back of the building. There's talks of Kurt Angle's coming out tonight. Kurt Angle's going to be here. Oh, he, he just signed. See, I think we're looking at dirt sheet websites, and I think you're just following Kurt Angle on Twitter, and that's why you. Get- I don't follow anything Kurt Angle. But does. he wasn't the only he one. Was so mad he was the only one named Jobs. Can, can I object to the term dirt sheet? Yes, <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> and he wasn't the only one named Jobs. No, and he's up Jeff Hardy too, and and, and Goldberg. Who, yeah, that other Hardy. Remember, they probably found him. Yeah, the better Hardy. Yeah, they uh, so and also Ray Mysterio as well, which it, it's interesting. Which because he's on Lucha Ray, Ray and Je- I think Ray, Jeff, and Matt are all under contract with other companies. Yeah. yeah. So I. So why would you not want to take the top quality talent from other companies? Well, there's already well, just been, that they wouldn't be openly announcing that they're trying to reach out to those well, guys. Well, even before season two of Lucha Underground started, though, they, they, Lucha, people from Lucha came out saying that BB at one point tried to acquire their whole roster. So it's not like WB's not looking at these other companies already. I mean, it's the whole point of having the Cruiserweight contest. They weren't scouting other companies looking for new talent. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about these Kurt Angle rumors every month. Well, he left. He left. TNA. First of all, you're talking to the president of the Kurt Angle fan club for several years now. <laughs> I still have my Kurt Angle bobblehead. I'm going to start bringing it back it, yeah. just for... I like Kurt Angle fine. I'm just sick of hearing the rumor every single month. That's he's, the only thing I'm mad about. He, he's getting ready to retire. He wants he wants to retire in WWE. It he's makes perfect his, sense. He's using his WWE music on the indies. Just because Is he it? wants yeah. to be in WWE doesn't mean WWE wants him. They're, That's all. They're bringing him back. He he They'll will figure it out. Yeah. Even if he's just like a manager for American Alpha, he's like still that. a just name draw. Until it actually happens, I'm just sick of hearing it. So they also, they also dropped uh, JTG and Shad Gaspar as names, and um, uh, Shelton Benjamin as well. I would be a okay with the Gold Standard coming back. 
He would they be. Would bring he would, his mom back. He too. would be a good manager for American Alpha, for sure. Hey, I did this gimmick ten years ago, and you guys are doing it better than me. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so that that upsets you, Mike. Now, what if now what if this actually happens? If it actually happens, I'll be excited. Can I'm we just, tar and feather you if it actually happens? Like, I'm not mad if it actually happens. I'm just mad that we've. It's been okay. I've been watching. I've been back into wrestling since what 2013 ish, and I've been hearing these rumors since then. It's Here. like it's the boy who cried wolf. Well, you know, I'm just glad we're not hearing the. Ross in Chicago. I heard CM Punk's coming back tonight. Ross in Chicago tonight. I'm surprised we haven't heard those yet. I'm so, I was got so sick of that. It's like once, it's not coming. Once back. he loses his first match in UFC, the uh, rumors will go he spike be way back up. In August, so we'll be able to see that pretty soon. That's the word on the street. <laughs> What's that? Where, you UFC, guys, no, Punk, yeah, where gonna, are you getting this? CM Punk's his supposed match might be for UFC in August. Yeah. So, 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 so I thought you were talking wrestling. No, no, I'm saying so in August if he loses, maybe he'll be like, oh. She was talking to Colt Cabana. Online and he said, <laughs> so. "Yeah, I mean, uh, I it's exciting. I, the, I I could care less about Goldberg. I've I've I've, I've thought Goldberg was overrated since the mid '90s when he debuted. And um, yeah, this so podcast was, is not Goldberg friendly. <laughs> no, I know, and I th- I feel like it's going to bite me in the butt one day because we're going to have like somehow have an opportunity to like interview Goldberg <laughs> or something, and he's he's going to find out I've been talking shit about him for over a decade and." I would be okay with that to to, to know yeah, that Goldberg good, listens like, to this podcast. Yeah, it's like getting blocked on Twitter by Kevin Owens. It's yeah, it's, it's, it's a thing of pride. That's not that hard to do, yeah, it's though. Actually, not that hard. Yeah, how, how is that coming along, Tab? She's she likes Kevin Owens, so she's not. No, You're I'm supposed like, to get I, this no, blocked by Kevin him. Owens so we could brag about it. I'll try, but I don't. Mm, I'm medium hit. I don't know. She's not. Uh, I didn't like him that much, so I was like, "Why well, don't not care?" Antagonistic about it, like you are. She's you know. I'll say, friendly, like channel my inner friendly. Close to this is why Hart. you're not the Twitter Valley. Yeah, real life. Well, no, it's not the only reason. Spelling and grammar, mm, grammar are also and, reasons yeah. that he's not the Twitter Valley. That's that's not worth. I've read some. I've read some of your texts. Oh, I read some of Mike's as uh, singing this morning. Yeah, I was. Oh my God! Drunk. There's another Kurt, Kurt Angle singing. singing. I was, I was like, like, what song? <laughs> anyway, now we're just being sorry. Grammar bullies. Like people anyway. love us. <laughs> One time. So we want to. Do we want to break into Money in the Bank here? Yeah, yeah. Quick. it's Money, Let's Money in the in. Bank. It up. Cool. You guys feel free to give your two cents on these subjects, if it's appropriate. If it's appropriate, legally, if I can. Those are the only. Well, answers thankfully, I, I don't think anyone in WWE <laughs> is listening to this, so I think you guys can probably. That is not true. You can probably actually. We had superstar Billy Graham uh, listening one. Uh, supposedly, yeah. At one time, that's that's uh. So this money in the bank card is. Uh, I want to actually start with the money in the bank match. Go for it. Um, as soon as I can find it in the notes, Mike. Is so, it the top? Is. so come on. I the think. Top? I So yes, the proper match: Kevin Owens versus Cesaro versus Sami Zayn versus Chris Jericho versus Demer Ambrose against Alberto Del Rio, all up against. Each other for the money in the bank. I think it's going to be either. I think Jericho might win it just because they're playing so hard on the. I have ended this match, but he's never won the match, uh, which I love that gimmick, that promo they cut a couple weeks ago where he was like, uh, uh, I won the, the, the third, the, the fifth. <laughs> um, and so I can see him winning it, but I can also see him winning it and then losing the briefcase at a future pay per view against like AJ Styles or someone. Um, 
so that he may not cash it in for the actual the actual belt. Or, but I also think he's either going to be Kevin Owens or Dean Ambrose that wins. I I'd agree. Like, I'd like to see it be someone who's not, uh, you know, who hasn't been there yet, one of the younger guys. I agree mostly with Will for this one, actually, but I actually think it's going to be more... That's a first. <laughs> more uh, Kevin Owens. I agree. I think it's going to be Kev- Kevin Owens, too. Save the Dean Ambrose stuff for next year's WrestleMania. When well, he can have, win and hold on to it. He can, then. yes, but I think you throw uh, Kevin Owens in there, it'll... So let me ask you this. Does Dean Ambrose need that? He doesn't need it. Does Chris Jericho need it? He doesn't. Does Kevin Owens need it? Could. Who in that match actually needs that briefcase? Cesaro. I would love it. Yeah, no, I'm... I, I just, I would I'm love down to with see... It. I'm just trying I would, to think... I would love to see, though, the briefcase cashed in the night. And I think if Kevin Owens wins it, or I think if Dean Ambrose wins it, that's a real possibility. But if Zauer gets it, he will have the briefcase for four or five months at least, using that to build up his you know, fan base. I don't want to see it cashed in tonight. They are building, I mean, on Raw and SmackDown this week, they were build, they're building, they're trying to make Dean Ambrose look pretty strong. So, I, you know, that they're... But they also they like to hint at stuff that's you know what they think you want and then not do that. How many money so. in the bank matches are there tonight? Just one. Just the one. Just one. So with a brand split, don't you think that it should happen before the brand split? Because aren't they supposed to do two titles? They, it hasn't been confirmed. They, yeah, they haven't confirmed what's going on with the brand split. Yeah, there's been rumors that it might be the the main title that person will travel between both shows um, for both the heavyweight and the women's championship. Yeah, I'm disappointed that there's not a women's Money in the Bank match. That's what they need. They've been, you know, Divas of the Revolution, building up their women's division. Well, you want to really build up your women's division, you should give them a Money in the Bank match tonight. Everyone's injured. So. They there's, have, o- there's only four women that aren't injured right now, and they're in the match. They give Rob some their NXT talent. Yeah, but the, no, you bring them up for the pay-per-view. They, they would have had to do it months ago. So. They would have had to know before. Only I know, that's not, you know, like, like, because like, she was because like a bunch of people were injured. That's yeah. the only reason why she got pulled up from NXT. Emma, Emma's I was pissed. Out. Sasha Banks is out. Uh, Sasha's back now. Not full time. Yeah. Though. They need to, in order to have a women's money in the bank, they need to run more than one women's angle a show. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Totally. Sure. Totally. Agree. They, just, they didn't have enough time to build it up. I don't think. That's because they only have three hours. Yeah. Only three. Only three, yeah. I feel like they used to do more with... Remember when Raw was only an hour at one point, and I feel like they, they did more meaningful things than they do now in three hours. Like wrestle? Yeah. Yeah, they do way too many video packages now. It's like every other segment is a video hours. package, video package, video package. So let's say they're... So they were advertising seven opponents at one point. Then they silently got rid of it. Do we think that there's going to be a uh, surprise seventh entrant? I really hope so, but who would it be? Kurt Angle. (laughs) (laughs) I hope it is. I'll be so excited if it is, because then finally I'll get some validation for all this time of those rumors. But I'm thinking Randy Orton. He uh, he's been out. He's yeah. I mean, he's supposed to be coming back pretty soon. I'm thinking Finn Bauer. Nah, I don't think that. I think that'll be for later in the night. No, if, he's gonna, if he's going to debut, it's going to be it's going to be directly related to the club. I think. Yeah, not you know? just a random money in the bank. 
So, um, yeah. I'd, but we also have Barrett, who's said. supposed to come back too. Barrett, or not Barrett? Uh, Wyatt. Wyatt. Yeah, Wyatt. I don't know why I yeah, said Barrett. Could be Wyatt. They were they were rumoring that he was going to return like two Mondays ago, and they were actually going to reveal Sister Abigail, Abigail, and then that nothing, nothing happened because they were doing some weird video. Because they never know what to do with Wyatt. Well, that's true. You're sounding very smarky over there today. I, I don't know you're why. Very smarky. Is it because you're hungover? I'm not hungover. Al Snow would Parapet. not like you. Oh, can we talk about that? Yes. What's that? So did oh. you see that? Did you did you guys see that thing where Al Snow said he hates wrestling fans because we're so opinionated? I, I didn't and, see that. And we all know I what we it. want. And well, well and he, he does have a point where there. So he was he was completely said that he genuinely hates wrestling fans because they. We don't actually know what the business is, but then we talk about it like we do. And um, without, you know, we have these strong opinions and we do stuff like wrestling podcasts and stuff, and then we don't, but we don't actually, we've never lived in the business, and but we talk about it like we have. I mean, I'm pretty sure I just talked about that in the previous segment that the fans <laughs> don't know what they want and that we should be telling the fans what they want. <clears throat> Yeah, you That's probably true. would have agreed with this, Al Snow. Yeah, you might have. But I mean, the fans are why why like things are happening because of the fans. I don't know. The fans are why things are happening. Is Roman Reigns over? Didn't think so. That was a. He's long a great. Side. He's a great. Sit ta- back and drink. He's your a wine. great talent. That's the problem. Is he's a great talent. I was that. Uh, but the fans, this week. for some reason, the, yeah, we were talking about this earlier. The fans pretend like they know what they want. If you were to watch wrestling in the 80s, everybody that was told to do their job did their job, and the fans loved it. Now, everybody's being told to do their job, and the fans are hating it because they want to. There's there's no difference between everything that, that Roman Reigns has done that Hulk Hogan did. Yeah, I just, Isn't that why the fans are kind of... Uh not going along with it? Because they've seen it already. If you're saying there's no difference... they. Fans have seen it. Yeah, there is. Okay, so with uh, look at okay, so you take Austin's angle. Who's feuding right. with with the the bosses right now? Um, it, it's Roman Reigns. He uh, was for the longest time. He was feuding with Roman Reigns. Yeah, like it's it's all anti-authority. Like you're trying to go after your boss. Like yes, they're trying to recreate it, but that's because that's what the fans. It's what worked. It's what it's the what formula worked. was. Right. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I, I just don't get it. Like especially on Monday, when they were all in the ring and you know they were they were chanting, you know, thank you Rollins and thank you Rollins. And then as soon as Dean Ambrose introduced Roman Reigns, that crowd just started booing like crazy. Well, it's, become, it's become fashionable to yeah. do Roman too. It, it's kind of like doing the what chant after everyone speaks. Yeah, I would like I, to object to the what chant. I would like it. <laughs> To be stricken from every wrestling show. I agree with that. I, I do too. <laughs> we are on the same page. Yeah. We, we just got rid of Woo. Can we just step by step? <laughs> Woo's are done. Finally, thank Finally, you. They're dead. Thank you. Thank Which you. Which is surprising with Ric Flair coming back and now Charlotte there. Yeah, no, it's well, but they're I dead. Think, I think Woo's she ruined the Woo by she not did. being able to do that yeah. good Woo. Because you can hear <laughs> people, people try to do it and then people get mad when people try to do yeah. it now. <laughs> I think the thing is too um, with Roman is like if people get if fans get the idea in their head that like this is what the company wants to do it's like that's when it becomes popular to not 
Um, the thing the thing I don't understand about the fans with Roman Reigns is the Shield was so huge when they first came in. Roman Reigns never touched anybody. Dean Ambrose always talked the craziness, and Seth Rollins was the one that everybody hated. Exactly. So what did Roman so, Reigns do for the Shield? He was the one that as soon like when they actually needed somebody to do something, it was Roman Reigns. Uh, I think I, his character works inside of that gimmick, but then, I, and we've talked about this on the that, show before. Is like their finish wouldn't have been over if it wasn't for Roman Reigns, right? Well, that's what I'm saying though. It works within that gimmick, but then like when they broke them up, like Dean developed his own thing and Seth developed his own and thing, and they, they could and work. And Roman is exactly the same. He still comes through the crowd. He he still, and it's like, and then you put a guy who was successful as the brooding silent guy, and you put a mic in his hand. And then I'm not saying that was a good idea. That's so that, <laughs> I'm not that's saying a, that was like, a good idea. That, me as a fan, like the only thing I don't like about Roman is the, his lack of mic skills, and so I don't understand. You know, and and I don't understand why they continue to try to push him when they're getting like. So when when Rollins came back, and like anyone that comes back from injury, just about it comes back as a mega baby face because they were gone. It's like you have this perfect opportunity to turn them because the fans already hate Roman. They're already going to be cheering Rollins but then they just you know they're not going to get the response they want and it's going to you know I, th- I think that the fans are warming up a little bit because Roman is proving himself in the ring but I think until he learns how to talk or until something changes and and the fans don't think that like he's the golden boy um, and I don't know what you change to make that happen Superman booking doesn't help him though you know, like help John Cena. Yeah, I'm gonna say it worked well for John Cena though, which I don't get. It worked well for Hogan. Well, yeah, but it worked well for Hogan in night because they were mega baby it faces. Worked the, it worked the exact same for Rollins. Rollins was the Superman. He had two titles at one point. No one could right, touch but, him. So, but he was he would come he, in a match. He would come back because of J and J security. He would win because of J and J security or because of Kane. Whereas Roman is like the Bullet Club comes in. And Roman Reigns beats both of them up and still wins the match. Like they, ne- he never. The only person that he ever laid down for, like, and ended a show like with him on the ground or like him not overcoming the odds was Triple H. It's the only person, which is the other Superman of the company. So it's like Superman versus Shazam. It's got to happen. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's earned it a little bit more though than Roman. I mean, like he's he's at this point, it's like he's he's so over that he you know he's Triple H has done so much and been around so long that they you know it's just like you can't you can't you can't even really turn him heel. You have to put you know, have to put him with Stephanie or you know do stuff like that to make him heel. Yeah, he he, I mean, he had to do something to get to where he's at. So yeah, yeah no man. It'd be interesting to see what happens tonight. Um, speaking of the Superman book, and now we think Cena doesn't go over on AJ. I don't know. I don't. I. I. I, just, I hope for a good match. That's really all. I. Yeah, it's kind of one of those things we never match. thought we'd see. So it's cool that it's happening. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he, that, that's he, just one I'm looking forward to. I don't really care for the outcome, honestly. I just and talk about someone who's proven themselves in the ring over the last, like, you know, that oh, you can't wrestle. It's like Cena proved that. All those people wrong. Yeah, with the U.S. Uh, U.S. Open Challenge, yeah, on pay-per-view quality matches every week and making people look good. And uh, yeah, I mean, I think tonight's gonna be a real question of establishing the club. 
Yeah. You either you're either going to have the club come in, you're going to have a really good match, and then the club come in and just destroy Cena and really establish the club as a force to reckon with. And a possible Finn, yeah, debut just to mm-hmm. make it just to. Pimp. I, I don't think it'll happen, but it's it's possible. Well, that and that could be your that could be your way that. That it you know because the club's banned from ringside, but if yeah. Finn Balor comes, he's out, not technically then part of the club. not technically part of the club at this yeah. point. I don't know. They got obviously. I think it's going to be a feud, and it's going to keep going. So there's got to be some sort of like you know we're not going to have like a clear resolution tonight. There's going to be some reason no. for it to keep going. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I don't know if I want to see a Cena AJ feud carry out for a long time. I kind of want to see the club really make moves towards the belts. Tonight, tonight has to kind of kill everything, yeah. Because your next big thing is your brand extension with the drafts. Yeah, yeah. So everything has to end before that. that, that that's a good point. That I, I've, I've been trying that. to think about that uh, this week. Like, what can they do? Because <clears throat> the draft's coming up. Uh, rumored yeah. a couple literally, weeks. Literally, a, well, so the first if live SmackDown is a month from yeah. today. So it has to happen. Either sometime in the next what four months or four well, months. especially well, we the, well, we don't actually know when the brand split's no. going to happen. They might just run live SmackDown. They might, that for a that while. is I also mean, true. We don't. I mean, I guess we assume that yeah, it's going to happen soon. That's true. It's never really been established. Was, yeah. Who knows? They might run that first week, just like SmackDown is now, just live. Yeah, we I don't know. I don't. Just knowing WWE the hype Robert train, though. That's not what USA Network wants. They, yeah. no, they want something no, they big. They yeah. want yeah. sports. Yeah. And knowing WWE who... A reason who, for people to watch. Knowing WWE who announced half their card for the next pay-per-view tonight will have their... Will announce... I bet you they'll announce the draft tonight. Um, I could see that. Because they do. I mean, even now, like, almost every pay-per-view, they announce the main event of the next pay-per-view during the pay-per-view. They're so big on announcing everything so far in advance, and you spend three weeks watching the same guys wrestle each other who are going to wrestle at the pay-per-view night. All right, guys, so we're running out of time. We talked about Roman Reigns too long. <laughs> um, so what, that what else? That my point, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we were – I don't think we were disagreeing with you, though. I think, like, I, I think a lot of what he gets is unjustified, um, a lot of his – the reaction. So – the big question is who, who's going to win the tag belts tonight. I I really hope it's either the Bullet Club or Enzo Amore and Big Cass. I want you Dave to retain. I don't think well, they're going to keep it. So it. They've had it, yeah, and they don't need it. They're I so want, over. I want them to hit a year just so they can say they had it for a year. What do you guys think? <laughs> I, I I like those guys. I think the club. I think they're, they're, they're probably, yeah, I wouldn't they're be probably the best talent in that ring right now. <laughs> I yeah. wouldn't be mad if they they are, all, they are all around the best talent. Well, yeah, and they're all really good wrestlers too. I feel like yeah. I'm just I'm just worried that WB will pull one of their classic things where they get them, take the belts away from them, and then slowly break them up. Oh, I hope not. And I don't mm-hmm. want them to because I don't think they will properly push them the singles yet because WB has a really bad. They love breaking up tag teams, and then they love only pushing one person to the tag team. You know, so I think they learned when they did that to 3D. Yeah. Plus, you, I, I think if if there's if there's nothing, um, someone someone on the creative team or like someone in charge understands new, new why New Day is popular because can you think of anybody else who has a promo on every I know show? Some, uh, 
people on the creative team that came out of XICW. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that I had a huge part in, you know, his career at XICW, and his name might be Jimmy Jacobs, but that's allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Very much allegedly. And he has a sign comment from DC Howe. Okay. Well, so we, uh, we ran, we're running out of time. So that has been our show, episode 38 of the Top Rope Review. Uh, big thanks to Johnny Delicious and his legal counsel, D.C. Howe, for coming on the show today. XICWProvingGround.com. Buy those VIP seats to watch us whoop Rick Matrix's ass one more time. It's been your pleasure. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Top Rope Review. Um, go uh, give us a like on Facebook, facebook.com slash Top Rope Review, and check out topropereview.com where you can find everything related to this show. If you ever miss any of our episodes live, they're all available on SoundCloud and iTunes within a couple days of the broadcast. See you next week. See you. Have fun, Jimmy. You're listening to a previously recorded episode of the Top Rope Review Show.